Good evening and welcome to Sporletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Aguna. He's back. The Nigerian moderate Republican. Keith, the constitutional conservative. Stephen, the independent thinker. And my cousin Todd. We have a packed show for you. President Biden signed so the U.S. would not default. NBA Finals tonight, the Heat versus the Nuggets in Game 3 of a tied series, 1-1. to one. Mm. 75 million people right now are under alerts as wildfires, the smoke from wildfires, choke multiple U.S. cities causing flight delays and postponing professional sporting events. The New York Times, Eric Lipton reports, through ties to the Saudis, a golf deal promises benefits to Trump. The new alliance between the PGA Tour and Live Golf is the latest example of how the former president's relationship with Saudi Arabia has yielded gains and criticism for both as a grand jury has heard testimony from former President Trump associates this week regarding his new indictment. Two killed and five others injured in another shooting outside a high school graduation in Richmond, Virginia, and a woman in Florida is arrested for the killing of a young mother of four. Right now, today, the House, that mean the House of Representatives are paralyzed by a conservative revolt. That and more, if we can fit it in. First up, Aguna, what's going on with the NBA Finals? Well, I am kind of shocked that it's tied 1-1, um, considering many people thought that the um, Nuggets with Djokovic would sweep the heat. But Jimmy Butler and even Gabe, um, I forgot the, the guard's name. Um, they're both, um, I mean, they're lights out. He had 23 points. Jimmy Butler had about 21 points. Um, so they pulled off uh, game two, which, truth be told, if Miami handles business at home now, they flip the series. Now it's advantage Miami, and they're going to play tonight in Miami. So we'll see. I think it's tonight in Miami. I think it's yes, two, it's, it's tonight. A yeah. yeah, it's a, it's because um, I think they played three in a row in Miami. I think the finals are a little bit different because so I think they. Oh, have, are you saying, in other words, if the Sixers aren't playing, you are not interested? Not at all. But I guess somebody has to win the finals. So I, I still think that the Nuggets are going to win. Um, but you know, I think the Heat is making an interesting bit by stealing that game, too. But we'll see tonight. If the Nuggets can win tonight, it flips back to Denver. So you just got to see what happens. And it's just amazing that an eighth seed anyway would be in the finals like this anyway. So we'll see what happens. You know, if Jimmy Butler would have just stayed with the Sixers, we probably would have been in the finals. They didn't want to pay him. They, won. they, they went with Ben Simmons over Butler. Um, they wanted to, because Butler was one talking trash about Ben Simmons in the locker room, like this dude is soft. And so they got rid of Butler. And of course, look where we are. Uh, bridesmaid, never a bride. 
still no title and the process is gone. So. All right. Let's move on to, um, you know who I forgot to mention? Your son's favorite sport. Well, no, I don't know. Is it your son's favorite sport? In the bottom of the screen, is that your son's favorite sport? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I oh, thought yeah. what I forgot to mention was Lionel Messi. Where is he going? They I say he's going to... Inter Miami. So Argentine superstar Lionel Messi said today he's going to join the Major League Soccer Club of Inter Miami. He said, I made the decision that I am going to Miami. I still haven't closed it 100%. I'm missing some things, but we decided to continue my journey there. The seven-time world player of the year said in an interview posted by Spanish outlets, Sport and Mundo Deportivo. Any comments on that? Is your son excited about that, or? Yeah, his his club is definitely excited. They're talking about doing a field trip of all places down to Miami to watch him play. I think a field that, trip. How old are they? Nine. So that's why. Well, well, the bottom line of it is we don't have to go to Miami to see him play. They're going to play DC United. They're going to play the Union, so we can just stay local. And um, but those games will probably be sold out now that he's here. This is a huge win for. MLS, again, in the grand scheme of European club soccer, MLS is still kind of like Pop Warner if you compare to some of the clubs over in um, England and in Europe. But it's it's good to have a big name in the league um, so that it will bring more attention and more star power. So the more the merrier. And you're going to see a lot of that with MLS just trying to get more people you know, involved and, and interested in the sport. So good win for U.S. soccer men's soccer and we good to see I he, I mean he's the best soccer player in the world arguably because there's Neymar and there's some others that are up there but um yeah it'll be really good to see him play live you know you don't get to see soccer icons very often especially in the U.S. so it'll be good to see you know and see whether or not he can uh, help Miami compete because they're not a very great club but you know with, okay. a, with his caliber of play you never know. That's just like getting LeBron James. So we'll see how that works out. All right. So let's go on to the world of live golf, PGA and live golf. So basically the PGA has merged with live golf. And according to this New York times article, Oh, it's by Alan Blinder, Kevin Draper, and Gilbert Gates, originally. This is the, the earlier article, not the one I was referring to in the intro. Um, the world of live golf includes all these people, right? So it starts with the public investment fund, if you look at that, from Saudi Arabia, who was run by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. He was able to get lawyers from those two on the right-hand side or your left, two law firms, as well as attorneys and other companies, consultants on the right or your left. He then has everything run by Yasir al-Rumanian, who oversees 
Aramco. I don't know if you all know who Aramco is, but Aramco is like the biggest oil company in Saudi Arabia. But this major player, Yasir, is a big golf aficionado. So he also has connections to Newcastle United and Golf Saudi. Then you see Live Golf, headed up by Greg Norman, with consultants Benjamin Quayle, Ari Fleischer, Gibson Dunn and Crutcher, and Donald Trump, his son and son-in-law. And then Performance 54. And then you have these three famous golfers, Cameron Smith, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and 45 others who are basically representing the golf world for Live Golf by playing in these big tournaments. So Aguna, let's talk about the influx of how Donald Trump became president. His first formal trip to a foreign nation was in Saudi Arabia, to Saudi Arabia. He has a connection with Saudi Arabia because he's a golf aficionado. And now he is saying, you know, he's still backing them and they're still having major golf tournaments at his golf resorts. Despite the atrocities that Saudi Arabia has committed and human rights atrocities. So is there a conflict of interest there? Well, <laughs> depends on who you ask and who want to see their and believe their lying eyes. I mean, if this was <laughs> if this was no, anybody wait, else, lying eyes. What does that mean? Well, yeah, there. That means definitely it's definitely interest. I don't know if it's a conflict because again, we're in a capitalist society. You know, you can invest in what you want. You can do kind of what you want as long as it's about money, and this is about money. And so that being said. You know, there was a lot of pushback on Phil Mickelson when he um, first joined Live Golf. And um, there was a lot of controversy based on, you know, all the stance of Saudi Arabia, human rights and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's really, again, I think a lot of that is overblown in the sense of this Live Golf. I mean, what other countries, you know, besides Live Golf have the same posture invested from the Saudis? I mean, this is just live and in front. If you don't like Donald Trump, you're going to look at this like, oh, you know, he he kind of greased his kids in order to make this deal happen. But even by, if you peel back the onion a little bit and look what live golf is doing, some of the innovation, people have compared it to being like the Tesla of the golfing world with some of the how the contracts are structured, you know, how the, you know, the different innovation and technology. They're just paying them a lot of money. So it's 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 it kind of riding a wave of innovation as well as you know looking at because it's one aspect to look at it yes it's backed by the saudis boohoo but then there's also the entrepreneurial investment innovation aspect of it which is what these companies do when companies take new and more and are trying to get into the market and taking on the pga you know this is this is kind of what happens you have these big influx of money investment a great idea now all of a sudden pga sees they, you know, they saw it as kind of a threat, so now they want to merge. That's how business happens. And so, 
yeah, you can we can get into the aspect of the human rights associated with the Saudi prince and all that. But there's this if we follow the money here, there's other things there's, you probably will be mad about a lot of stuff outside of just golf. This is just up front. And then, of course, with the Trump aspect of it, it's, it's a little controversial. So, so but it, let yeah, me, it's, it's, it's the American way. Let me show my screen. Yeah, this um, is like entrepreneur. You know, this is how people with money make more money. Okay, so if you can read this, it says, I don't know if you can read it. Can you see the screen? I mean, you think about the, the purses alone in this. I mean, they, there's a everybody's making money over there. <laughs> it's like, okay. like guaranteed contracts. Yeah, we're not seeing anything, but yeah. No, but um, while she's doing that, um, uh, Tiger Woods was against it, strangely enough. And they were offering him $800 million. <laughs> and he refused. Um, Whoa. Uh, now we it's a tricky thing even if Trump wasn't involved to allow the Saudis to uh, own some of America is kind of scary well if we look at this article if you can read it right there it says the surprising deal on Tuesday which they were talking about yesterday ending a civil war in the world of professional golf stands to produce benefits for former president Donald J. Trump's family business by increasing the prospect of major tournaments continuing to be played at Trump owned courses in the United States and perhaps abroad. The outcome is the latest example of how the close relationship between Mr. Trump the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination in Saudi Arabia, whose sovereign wealth fund is the force behind the upheaval in the golf world, has proved beneficial to both sides, even as it has prompted intense ethical scrutiny and political criticism. So uh, let me ask Keith, talk about having your hands in the cookie jar. I would think President, former well, President Trump. Keith doesn't care about that. Keith, in the uh, cookie jar. you're wasting your time asking Keith about that. Keith loves his hands in the cookie jar and on him. So it doesn't matter to Keith, right, Keith? It doesn't matter about the cookie jar. I like Todd. Well, he, Todd knows me very well. Very good, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, here is a president who may have a conflict of interest because the Saudis, the money they're putting into the live golf through their billions of dollar funds are directly going to the former president because they're <laughs> playing at his properties. So there's an ethical concern here. Oh, Don't you God. think, Keith? Here we go. Here I mean, we over go. The, it's, uh, you know, look. With all the stuff that Biden and his son are doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. So, okay, but anyway, look, if it's on his property, then I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I mean, it's his property, for crying That's out loud. right. After so all. It's his land. It's his golf course. It's, uh, 
you know, let him do what he wants. Yeah. Um, if he wants they, to have slaves on his land, let him. I mean, you know, they let China buy up all the farmland. So, I mean, you know, what the heck? So, uh, you know, we're letting well, China. What about, what about there being uh, top secret and confidential records that the former president may still have at his Mar-a-Lago estate? that if the Saudis are there, they would have access to top oh. secret United States military information. Well, at least his stuff was locked away. Uh, Joe Biden's <laughs> stuff was all over the floor, all everywhere. Joe Biden's all over Chinatown, all wasn't it, right? It's all over Chinatown, right, yeah. Keith? Yeah, it was everywhere, yeah. But uh, Trump had, has his uh, stored away. He has secret service there, security. I mean, come on. Look, what does secret service uh, they, have to do with documentation? Well, they, they protect, you know, they guard him. They, they, they protect have guards. The president. They don't protect documents. Okay, well, I'm sure he has security that, and he has it locked away somewhere in a safe. Or, you know, it, they, they talk about to, was, was that the area FBI, that he had it? Was it certified to the FBI, contain the FBI already checked. Was it a skiff? The FBI already secured. They already checked years ago, and uh, like, it turned right. out that everything was fine. fine. I'm making stuff everything up. He, is, uh, you know, look, he shouldn't have had the documents. No. Biden shouldn't have had the documents. Just say he was wrong for having no. the documents. Stop trying to make no. excuses. He wasn't. He wasn't no. wrong for having the documents. You should be offended as an American because these documents don't belong to him. They belong to me, the people. You, as a conservative, no, should first be offended. Of all, are you aware of that? Oh, you're not aware of that, are you? Are you aware, aware that the FBI are already the FBI already checked all of his documents and said basically what, is the, fine. what does the FBI have to do with documents? The FBI doesn't have that purview. The purview is the National Archives, right? So they have they're the ones that keep presidential records. You're saying the FBI okay, so looked at them. I mean, they're they're not they're not they have nothing to do with. I mean, they're investigating so you're not, the crime, but then but the documents belong to the National Archives. And so if the okay, National so he, Archives are saying they should he shouldn't have had it, then why are you, why do you have a problem with that? I mean, why are you well, trying to excuse the excuse? They already dismissed it uh, years ago and then they came dismissed back. What? Tried, they dismissed the fact that he had those documents and they said as long as it's safe. You mean the letter that they wrote to them asking for the documents back dismissed the fact yeah. that he had documents? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All dismissed. You know, this, this is what that. you call pulling things out your behind, audience. <laughs> when you pull things out your behind, this is what it looks like. Already when you don't know what you're talking about, and you just make things up on the fly, this is what it looks like. Continue, Keith. Well, let me share this. So let me share this. Look at the screen. This was uh, reported on two hours ago on June 7th, 527 p.m., written by Dan Mangan. It says, Trump on CNBC.com, Trump aide says, Trump says, I'm sorry, not his aide, Trump, former President Trump says, no one has told me I'm being indicted as oh. the aides testify to the Florida grand jury. And they're testifying about um, the former president's handling of classified documents after leading, leaving the White House. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Look, I so mean, when he's if they're saying he's handling mishandling these documents in his golf course or at his home, not far from his Miami golf course, who's to say that they would not get 
into the wrong hands of the people from Live Golf. Cousin Todd. Jesus. Well, first of all, just to clear some of that Keith stuff up, um, nobody cleared him of anything. As a matter of fact, uh, they recently have evidence of him saying, but first let me tell you what he told publicly. <clears throat> he said <laughs> that he declassified these documents and he could do that just by looking at them or thinking about it. So they're declassified as far as he's concerned, even though there are steps to take in order to declassify anything. He doesn't have to do that. He could just think of it and it's done or look at it and you it's know, done. Yeah. So do you know what steps there are? Can do you, you know what steps you're talking about? Can you about? let me finish? I'll get right back to it. Let me just sure. finish this. Sure. Right after he said that, he told somebody, and this was taped, I'd love to show you these documents, but see, they're classified. That's right after he told you that they were not classified. Do you see? It's something like when he said, um, oh, the coronavirus is a killer, and it's killing children, and it's killing... This is what he said. You remember this. Uh, then he told you... Oh, it's no different than the flu. It'll be gone by Easter. Come on. Remember? He flip-flops. He says anything, literally anything, and you believe him. But sensible, rational, and intelligent people do not. So. I think Keith can relate to him because Keith does the same thing. Right. You, he'll say literally anything. <laughs> and so now Trump is going to be indicted for that because that's evidence against him that he knew those documents were classified documents and he did not take the proper channels in order to declassify them. So, Keith, if you look at this screen up here, you can see um, it says an FBI raid on Trump's residence at his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, Florida last August uncovered many classified documents. Do you think that some of these classified documents could get into the hands of the Saudi Arabians through President Trump's ties with the uh, collaboration between Live Golf and the PGA Tour at his properties? No, I don't. I mean, if they, if it could, it would have already been. So it hasn't but happened. How do you know it hasn't already been? How do we know that it has? How do you know that it has not? Well, I don't. And I'm just right. asking you now, how do you know that it has or I will I don't, be? but it's a possibility. I don't yeah. know that it has so not. Key, you realize oh, even that, uh, if, Biden, that your, if it's a possibility, stop. Don't say anything about Biden. Stop it. Why if not? it's a possibility <laughs> I will right speak now about, that it wasn't in a secure about, location, it wasn't in a secure location, there are foreign nationals on the property, right? It's not a certified SCIF where documents are housed. And it's not so. Even if all of that was in the case, he didn't want to give them back. You got to realize the National Archives asked him several times to return these documents. What if he had? And, and no, don't do the and what aboutism with Biden. Biden was never tried to hide the fact or deny yeah, the fact Biden that he had. It. He didn't right realize that he had them. It's a complete. It's not. Biden it's not the same. It's a false He's equivalent. Standing you can't say, right. hey, you Biden know. had non-classified documents. Trump didn't. No. Trump not only had them, but he tried to hide them. 
He tried, and then he, want, he didn't return them after they asked multiple times to return the document. They knew what documents they wanted. They asked them for it. He said no. He fought them on it. Joe Biden did not fight anybody on any documents. Now, the big picture is, and this is my last point, if he's this reckless with classified documents, you know, what do you think he's going to do with other issues, with the bigger issues that are happening, with COVID? He is showing a pattern of behavior of being irresponsible and incompetent as a executive leader for the United States. So the fact that you're sitting here defending this action, you need to be bold, Keith. I'm challenging you to be bold and just say, look, yes, this is wrong. Let's move on from this guy. Because the more you defend him and the more you justify bad behavior, the less credibility you have on this show, Keith. And I don't want well, you to do that to let's let, Keith, let's let Keith respond. Keith, go ahead and I'll respond. Say, I'll just say, bring it on. Bring it on. We'll see how, we'll see in, uh, you know, time will tell. The truth always comes out later, uh, even though the media will pass it up and they'll bury it. Once the truth comes out, the media will bury it. You'll not hear anything about it and you'll get on to the next subject. So I'll be glad to see that happen. But it'll be the next subject, the next thing that Trump has done that you just can't stand. But There's again, so many of them. He's very entertaining. I do agree with you in that. But just like, let, he, so me, you're in a football game, Keith, let me finish, and it's first and one, let me finish, first and goal at the one, and you decided finish, just to punt. Let me finish. Uh, you, okay, go ahead, punt. Trump, you're going to punt we it. We will see in due time. We will see if you are correct or if I am right. But guess what? What, what, what do we? What are you? What is my position? Can you articulate my position? What Your is my position? position? Is that he's uh, he took these items and he won't return it. That's wrong. You're saying that it's wrong. You're saying it's a some crime has been committed. I'm saying that the crime has not been committed because he was. Well, the he's not saying it. Actually, the federal government is saying it. All right. Well, the federal the government is wrong. This government because oh. he was the president of the United States at the time. And he had certain rules based on Article Two of the of the Constitution that said the president has authority to do what he did. Okay, so let's see what happens, and then oh, let's compare man. it with Joe. Biden. I'm gonna okay. Joe so Biden I, has has papers keep the executive never, branch in check, Keith. Never talk about dictator. Joe Biden. So let's just see. I'm not going to stop talking about Joe Biden because Joe Biden is the president of the United no, States. Right no, no, because you need to defer. Oh, That's not the subject. You're trying to deflect. Dubai no, no. is your, your I, deflection when you don't know anything about the subject. So I'm every time you bring up Joe Biden, we already know you, you don't have an argument. I'm not trying to deflect. I have deflected. I'll say, let me, let, he has, he said he's not trying, have, he did. You, you have successfully on. deflected. He said he successfully deflected. So I want to okay. talk about, bring up the uh, and Keith, you can see, do you see the screen? Wait, before yes. we move on, I just wanted to uh, <laughs> add now, I understand that Keith is saying that uh, Joe Biden uh, took papers from the White House and he should not have or he should have returned them. I understand that. And that's legitimate. But you cannot compare the two because Pence did the same thing. Pence forgot that he had them. You see, but nobody's saying Pence is a criminal. Pence, when he discovered it, he said, oh, listen, I have these and you can send the FBI to retrieve them. And, and it was fine. But the only one that fought and lied and said, oh, I gave everything back. I don't have any uh, confidential papers at my house.
That was Trump who did that. Over well, and over again. Let Why? Me, let the record state. Uh, no. Let me state for the record. I am not saying. I want to say. I want to say this clearly. I am not saying that Joe Biden or Trump are wrong for keeping whatever documents they declassify because of Article Two of they the Constitution. They did not declassify. They have. They have authority as they, president. Okay, so they I, did not declassify them. Number one. So you don't know that. Get that. We know yeah, that. Where's your evidence? Wow. I just gave you my evidence. Donald no. Trump said, and it is on tape, I would love to show you these documents, but they're classified. That okay. was after he told you that they were declassified because he did a mind trick and declassified them without oh, going through the proper channels. But that's okay. Keith, the bottom line, Keith, the danger here, and this is very interesting. I love seeing you as a, a so-called constitutional conservative sit here and argue for the right to the executive branch and for, you know, because, again, if these guys start doing things by executive privilege or whatever, whether it's a Democrat or Republican in there, you're going to sit there and defend those actions as well? No, you, 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 we have to make sure that the executive branch is kept in check. So they need to abide by the rules. We can't let them have the people's documents. We can't let them make these decisions willy-nilly. And no, because what's going to happen is they could do things to your detriment as well. And if a Democrat was in there and did the same thing, if Trump was a Democrat, well, I'm going to use one of your arguments. This whataboutism, I'm going to deflect. Hey, if Trump was a Democrat, you wouldn't be sitting here saying Article 2 of the Constitution. Well, gets, you wouldn't actually have to say that. I when Obama no, but I just said. privilege. No, didn't I just say that when I said Joe Biden? I'm not holding him responsible for. Uh, I mean, I'm not holding saying he broke a law by declassifying whatever he had. All those papers that they found. Okay. What if he did not declassify them? Okay. What if? What if he did not declassify them? Then is that a crime? If he did not declassify them. I don't know. Be honest with you, because I don't know if that's true. If he did or didn't. The first, okay. That, that's Let's the say first he, thing that you said honestly all evening, Keith. Is you don't. Yeah. Know. I don't just know. leave I'm it done. at that. Let's just leave right. it at that. There you I'm go. Good job. Yeah, we get all the information. I mean, we don't Thank have... Thank you, and I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Anaguna. The yes. debt ceiling drama. Let me share my screen. There is a crisis right now in Congress, in, in the House of Representatives. Um, let me share my screen so you can see where this crisis is. The House floor is paralyzed. This is the hill.com, the floor of the house. Can you see that was paralyzed for a second day today, Wednesday. Amid an uproar from conservatives blocking party line Republican measures amounting to the biggest blockade since the speaker's election five months ago when he sat in there and they kept denying his election about 20 times. I'm exaggerating. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aguna, speak to us and tell us what's going on with the House. Well, there's a, there's a certain the segment. There's a certain segment of the House caucus. Republicans. The Republicans that are trying to block Congress doing its job, right? So compromise. You know, at the end of the day, the, this whole Republican-Democrat 
dynamic in Congress is supposed to be about compromise. Nobody's going to get 100% of what they want. That's not how government works because you have a two-party system. But for some reason, there's a small contingent within certain parties, or with, right in this case, the Republican Party, that is saying, hey, the compromise deal that you struck isn't good enough. We don't cut enough spending in these specific areas that we know that the Democrats aren't going to agree with, right? By the way, we're doing this whole argument around the debt ceiling, which is paying money or using money that you've already paid. You're raising the debt limit because you've already spent this money. So now the bills are coming due and you don't want and you don't want to increase the debt ceiling in order to pay the bills. Yeah, yes, there is an argument around, OK, you can't just keep increasing this debt ceiling and not think about spending. But that's not the time. To when you don't do that at the time is to raise the ceiling. Only the Republicans have kind of weaponized it in this fashion, and the the repercussions are severe for, you know, things uh, entitlement programs, defense spending, and things like that that have already. This is money that's already been spent. So the fact that this aspect of the Republican parties are trying to use or leverage this brinksmanship in order to do things they should be doing when they're actually balancing the budget or having those budgetary conversations. Is ridiculous. At the end of the day, they're going to raise the debt ceiling. I don't know. They can do all this blockade all they want. They can try to play around with it as much as they want. Um, the problem is even the spending cuts that they've agreed to, and Joe Biden already knows this, right? He knows that he can agree to whatever cuts that the Republicans are throwing out there and then through executive action or through committee actions, not even implement any of that stuff. So it's, it's because that's what Obama happened back in 2011 with President Obama. You know, they made these agreements to the Republicans. They tried to use the debt ceiling as kind of this um, brinksmanship type thing. They tried to play chicken with the, the, the world currency, which is the U.S. dollar. And it ended up not amounting to the spending cuts that they promised. It looked good because it looked like a deal has been struck. Oh, we're going to cut this spending. We're going to cut that. We're going to cut this. But at the end of the day, nothing really happened. So that's the fuel that's fueling these this particular part of the Republican caucus. They knew back in 2011, nothing really had came out of this, you know, the spending cuts. So they, they don't want to be tricked again. And so they're digging in deep. Now, okay. there's an aspect of, the, of this caucus that will never vote for any debt ceiling increase. They just won't do it. They rather, because they know that they won't be necessarily held accountable if things happen. And what can okay, happen? Thank so you for being on. Thank you, uh, so, Stacey. Uh, thank you, Aguna, for telling the truth that the uh, showing, you know, dis exposing the uh, dishonesty of the of the Democrats. I appreciate that. Of course, of course, there's Aguna. selective hearing. Let me just say this, Stacey. You see what he just did? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's saying the dishonesty of the Democrats. Again, that's the problem. The Democrats are so you're only the Democrats you're the being dishonest. The Republicans you're aren't the one being who said it. You're the one who I said didn't say it. that. You I didn't say they were being dishonest. I just said that there was nothing going to okay, happen. So, so, Keith, let me ask you That's this. Looking at this, looking at this article from thehill.com, it says, in an effort to break the impasse, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, and his top deputies huddled in the Speaker's office for long meetings throughout the day. A group of conservatives, including several of those who had orchestrated the blockade, also met with McCarthy. The discussions did not yield any breakthroughs and leaders kept the House in recess for the bulk of the day before canceling floor votes 
for the rest of the week altogether. How are they doing the business of the people when they get nothing done today? And then they say, oh, we're not even going to come in and arrest the week and even try. It sounds like they're quiet quitting, right, Keith? Nope. The Republicans that are holding out are holding out because they're tired of the spending. Well, but you know what? I, I, I don't think I think a lot of this is showmanship trying to show how conservative the Republicans are fiscally. And uh, they're not as conservative as they claim to be because they've had years of doing this. Oh, <laughs> and uh, really that's, why, that's why I commend that's truth. And see, they won't. These guys won't give me credit for this. But that's why I commended uh, Aguna for saying uh, the fact that it's a deceptive move. The Democrats are, are misleading, have misled the Republicans in the Obama administration, and they're doing it again today uh, to the point that uh, they're not really going to cut spending. So the spending will not be cut. Uh, both parties are, are definitely guilty of this. And uh, this is showmanship. They're just trying to show everybody how they're trying to hold out. It's uh, at the end, of, like, like Aguna would say, at the end of the day, it's going to be, they're going to raise the debt ceiling. They're going to raise the debt ceiling. And let's just be clear. Yeah. The Republicans raised the debt ceiling four times under Trump. Okay. This is something yeah. that they do. Now, they just because the Democrats. That statement higher than it's ever been raised in the history of America. Right. <laughs> Got that and, and so, and that's yeah. why, that's why, you know, by Keith honing in on the fact that, quote unquote, the Democrats are being deceptive. I mean, were they really or were they or were the Republicans using something that they shouldn't have been using to begin with to spending. negotiate around spending? Negotiate around spending when you're putting the budget together. Don't negotiate around spending when the bills After are due. you've already. I mean, that that is it. just fiscal responsibility. Yeah. You don't want to spend and have to raise. I mean, yes. If I have a credit card. Right. And I max out my credit card. Thank you for um, making it real. I don't want, I. it's bad habit to keep on requesting that I get my credit card increase versus paying down, you know, my debt. But the biggest issue is if the bill is due and I need a credit line increase or otherwise my credit score goes down and I can't get more credit and I can still push it out and pay down the debt. That's the, that's the conversation you have to have. This is what business people do all the time. They, okay, they use so leverage me. money as a tool in order to buy themselves time. Yes, okay. the U.S. government, in as good fiscal policy, we shouldn't necessarily do that. But the U.S. government isn't like we, the individual people. They do things okay. that don't generate money, like provide a lot of services and things for people, build roads. Okay, thank you. Thank you it's not necessarily the same equivalent when it comes to spending and household budgets. Thank you, Aguna. So let me ask Nas. Nas, if you look at, uh, you can't see it, but I'll, I'll read it to you from Hill.com. It says, the dynamics created an extraordinary predicament for the new speaker, whose victory lap following last week's crucial debt ceiling win was cut short by a small but dull group of conservatives who have essentially taken the House floor hostage to their still undefined demands. McCarthy, though, dismissed any threat to his speakership and insisted today or this morning, earlier this morning, that the House GOP will work through its latest dispute and emerge stronger and that it adds to the narrative that he has been underestimated. Nas, has he been underestimated? 
no, he's actually a laughing stock. Uh, your children or grandchildren are going to kind of read about this period in history, and he's going to be the clown of the period. Basically, when we saw him try multiple times to get that speakership seat, and we saw those people just openly just squeeze him for everything that they could, at that moment, he was a weak speaker. So that continues to this day, to where he can't, you know what I mean, get all the cats to agree, or what would you call it? It's like it's like herding cats. Like he can't get all he can't hurt all the cats in the room and get them to agree. They're always gonna keep pushing and pulling for more things from him. And he walks to the table to negotiate. And the other side, which has dealt with this before in 2010 during the Obama administration, the Democrats have a lot of you know logistics on how to work through this when Republicans come with this ruse about the debt ceiling. So he's coming stepping in with his his cards. Biden and company know what his cards are, so when he lays them on the table. He just gets rolled. So, yeah, he's looking real bad. He's going to look bad generationally. And I say something about the debt ceiling again. Again, would you guys please stop saying pay off the debt? These are people's assets. They don't want to pay off the debt. You want those people's assets to have a return on them uh, so they make money off them. That's why they invested in the assets. If you devalue the asset, then people won't buy treasury bills and government bills anymore because they'll say, hey, the government will pull the money and won't let you make the return you're supposed to make. And again, focus the store. How do we fund the civil war? Did we tax people? No. We got loans from France and other countries. We got loans from friendly countries. How do we pay back? We're still paying back today. But it's such a small percentage of the money that we're paying that it doesn't mean anything because our economy is so much bigger than what it was, you know, during the Civil War. And that's how these things work. Public money, that's money from the government. Private money, that's the money, that's commerce uh, that, you know, private companies and corporations spend within your country. If either one of those slow down, the other has to make up for that slack. And that's how your economy grows. So all this talk about not spending, if you were serious about it, you would go to the DOD where they can't even do a clean audit on how much money is missing and how much money is allocated. And that's where the majority of our money goes. So if you actually cared about the debt, that's where you would go if, if that was a real concern. But Or cared about spending, that's where you would go. But people don't because this is all at a certain point political theater. Okay, well, thank you. One thing I have to agree with, with him on some of that, uh, you know, I don't think the debt ceiling will be paid off either, but uh, at least not in our, especially not in our lifetime. But uh, if we paid it off, we would go I do. into a recession. I never said. I never said that, depression. It would destroy yeah, well, the economy. I, I never said that the death. But look, uh, nothing. One one thing that's going to happen for sure is the money. Well, wait, 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 Keith, stop! Did you just hear what he said? Yeah. He said, "If we pay, I'll say that again, Nas." I heard it. All the debt today, we would destroy our economy and send ourselves into a recession and possibly a depression. So well, why would respond. we do that? So Keith, me, why are you saying do that? Let me respond to that. I would just say that it, it's going to happen anyway because the dollar is decreasing as we speak. The dollar is decreasing. They're going to remove the dollar, and eventually they will be uh, paying. Uh, oh my wife! Who, who is they? They mean the government. The government, the one world government that's forming, will remove the dollar. Uh, the one world the government that is forming is becoming weaker and weaker the more we spend it. 
more we so spend, the, the dollar goes to value. The dollar is the world currency. Let me finish. Let me finish my statement. Let me finish this statement. Let me finish my statement before you uh, respond. Blah, 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 blah. Let me finish. All right, Keith, you got to sum it up. You can't go on and on and on as he talks. Well, you got to sum it up. Sounding, you're sounding real. They go on and on and on, so why can't I? But anyway. Because you, they, have, they come to an end, and the I make them come to an end. We let ever since we left the goal, we finish a lie far beyond our oh means. So we spend far beyond our means, print up the money, and the uh, Federal Reserve they print the money. We we uh, after, after we print it, the, the the dollar is devalued. And you guys Says should know who? Says who? that's why we spend more. Uh, we're paying more for what we spend, like 50 cents. So if, if the dollar is devalued, what is valuable? So a thousand dollars. What is replacing it? A hundred dollar bill is is not well. It's what is be replacing the U.S. dollar? It'll be digital, digital money. So Bitcoin so, is replacing. Okay, the thank digital you, money. thank you, thank I you, Keith. I gotta move on. Hold on, on digital money. It'll be IA and, and uh, digital. You, you, you must think you're you're talking to a child over here. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Gina. Go ahead, Nas. Oh, I must have hit a soft spot. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let, go ahead now. Say that again. Please repeat yourself. Changing the form of a currency doesn't change the currency. If I owe Aguna a dollar and I give him 10 dimes, he got a dollar. So saying no, he didn't. But the dollar with no value. There's nothing different. And okay. Again, if I go to Brazil tomorrow, The difference is the value. The local currency in one pocket and the U.S. dollar in one pocket. The merchants there are going to want that U.S. dollar. It's okay. the most widely... Uh, it's the world I, 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 sought after, sought after currency. Kaguna. No. So no. Here, here's the thing. This is what's funny and ironical what I Keith mean. is saying. He's saying that the dollar is value is going down, but he wants to do the, the one thing that's going to make it go down by not increasing the debt ceiling. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You're saying, okay, the value, the dollar is devalued, but you want to do things to devalue the dollar. What are you talking about? So you're admitting that the value, the dollar is devalued. Okay. No, if you don't increase the debt ceiling, it will be. That's what I'm saying. Do you, do you speak English? No, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, no, okay. obviously, because you're saying the dollar is devalued. But you don't want to increase the debt ceiling. So by not increasing the debt ceiling, you're going to default and devalue the dollar. Does that not make? Do you not understand that? No, that's not even. That doesn't even cool. make common sense. Let me, let me move on. Clearly, clearly. I'll have more money. Okay, if Cousin Todd, there were some shootings in Richmond, Virginia. Do you want to talk about the school shooting? Uh, the, there was a shooting at a graduation, which was tragic. And um, these shootings, and I said this before, we talk about this weekly, the different mass shootings that are happening in America. And more guns uh is not the solution. Sorry, Keith and Stephen, that's not the solution. That's the problem. Uh, not only that shooting, I wanted to also mention the shooting that happened in, uh, oh, I can't remember right now, with Florida, uh, where a woman shot through a door and killed another woman. Now, this is the second time uh, somebody shot through a door and somebody was killed. What no, is somebody happening? Somebody was shot, not necessarily killed. I thought the, the woman died. 
the, yes, the boy the young did man not. did not. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but this shooting through doors, when when did we start doing that? Because they're afraid. The door's locked and closed. Nobody's breaking in. They're knocking on the door. So there are things you can do, like don't open it, call the police, all sorts of things you can do. But to shoot through a door, and which the woman was not arrested that night. Uh, she was white, of course. That's why she wasn't arrested that night. Had she been anything but white, she would have been arrested. But these people are shooting through doors. It is unbelievable. I'm getting okay. an echo. Sorry. No, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Something is playing that I need to stop playing because I wanted to share what you were talking about. Okay. Uh, let me share my screen. So that's what you heard. Sorry about that. So a Florida woman, according to foxnews.com, can you, can you see that shared screen? I'm going to try to make it a bit bigger. That's okay. Just uh, read it because it's almost impossible to see. A Florida woman has been arrested for allegedly shooting and killing a 35-year-old black mother for through a front door as the victim's 10-year-old son stood beside her and what authorities say was a, the culmination of a years-long feud between the neighbors. And what's so sad about this is this woman who was killed, her mother said that the woman's son felt like it was his fault his mother died because he went and told his mother that the woman had thrown skates at them and had taken the iPad and not returned it. And he felt his mother's death was his fault. His other son said it was his mother's death was his fault because he couldn't save her by doing CPR. That's a horrible thing to have someone's children witness their own mother die right in front of them. Um, Susan Louise Lorenz, 58, was arrested Tuesday on charges of manslaughter with a firearm, culpable negligence, battery, and two counts of assault for the death of a Jackie A.J. Owens in Ocala, Marion County, Sheriff Billy Woods said. Lorenz had claimed the shooting was in self-defense under Florida's Stand Your Ground law. But Woods, Billy Woods, the Marion County Sheriff, said that an investigation revealed that the law did not apply in this case. He said this situation is a prime example of when it was not justified. It was simply a killing. Keith, let, let's hear your comment on that. Well, I don't possibly have the whole story. I, I, when he says the law did not apply in this case, what did he mean by that? The, the um, stand your ground law does well, not yeah, apply in that case. I understand it. I know what stand your ground means. But uh, what was the um, what was the woman? I mean, what did the woman have a weapon? And was she um, was she an imminent threat to the? Well, what, this is what we just went over. Casey, when she read the story, like, what, what, what were you doing? Were you making a sandwich? 
No, I said, was the woman, okay, you tell me, was the woman an imminent threat or not? Talk we about just the- said she was, at, she was behind a closed she door. She was allowing a 10 year old child to get her iPad back from those people who had taken it from across the, the, the little playing field the kids were playing in. And these neighbors had had arguments before, they weren't on good terms. And when she knocked on the door, the woman shot her from inside the house, killing her in front of the child. So this oh, is a picture man. of the woman, Louise Lorenz. So yeah. the thing yeah. is, it's almost, Keith, like when Todd comes after you or Steven, do you pull out a gun and try to shoot him through the, no. the screen? No, no, that was, uh, that's not it. That's not I mean, good. Todd said some things, some horrible things like you hate your mother. Yeah. Um, no, he says uh, horrible things like uh, you want to get married to men. Yeah, I know. What? Really uh, horrible things. Terrible. I do not say that. What do you? Don't put, keep me out of it. You tell me you I got to marry. Say you those things. All right, look. Let me just respond. You said Keith and Stephen were. All right, lovers. let me respond. Yes, you uh, have Keith. said that. Say it again, Aguna. Wait, say it you again. Said Aguna. Keith and Stephen were lovers. I did you not. Tell, but, I mean, he clearly he misses. Stephen on the show as we speak. So yeah, I do. I, mean, I think they do have love for one another, but not. Yeah. So Todd, um, you have done. You have said these things that could have angered Keith, and it definitely angered Keith's wife when you said that Keith uh, hates his I mother. I did not. Oh, oh, maybe that one. But the truth. Oh, hurts. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that one. I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't know. Maybe one of them did. But the well, point is. Let me uh, respond. Words, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words. Let me uh, respond uh, the way I want to respond. I'll just say that uh, I'm not going to repeat some of the things my wife thinks of uh, uh, some of the people on the show, <laughs> because uh, you know I'm good because nobody's interested. <laughs> look, I'm a, I'm a master. I'm a master at being able to uh, deal with all you progressives. So I, I know how to deal with you because I live in California. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Okay, the most Keith, progressive. I'm sorry, Bless I have to stop heart. you there. That's not there. addressing Keith. That's not addressing what I want to address. <laughs> all right. You're well, talking, you guys brought it all into up. something he, he, else. He's bringing up the trauma. He's addressing his talking. trauma. All what I, I want say, you to go into is how words and things people say do not cause them or right. cause you to take out a gun and shoot right. through an object yeah. because they said something. Right. And I just said it. I said, because I wasn't sure, even though I heard you say it, uh, you know, they, they said that this law, the, the law, the stand your ground law does not apply in this case. Well, I get, I assume they're talking about the fact that she was in her house. The lady just knocked on the door. She starts shooting. Uh, that was wrong. Okay. So yes, that Yay. is. Yay. You finally the got there. And see, I don't. Well, I got here After because all of, that. I don't know yeah, how easy that was, Keith, to be. Look, just I a can't human just being. trust you guys. I'll be honest. Not with being you. a human being, I, I don't trust you. I don't trust you anymore, and you trust me to just give you the story without reading it myself. And I didn't well, that's see. Why, okay, Keith, yeah, you gotta stop right there because I gotta move you on. Gotta remember, Tucker's not on air anymore. He doesn't know what what to think because Tucker's not there to tell it. No, so, I'm <laughs> sorry, Keith. Keith, you yeah. gotta stop because I've got to move on. But the the point is, this is the woman on screen right here. Her name is Louise Lawrence. They said they are evaluating her, and I assume they're evaluating her 
um, for mental health issues. But this That's is the so beautiful, strange. beautiful woman, Miss uh, um, Owens. You see, she's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> you picture her? Just gorgeous. Yeah. And she has four young children, and she lost her life because Lorenz became angry and was arguing. She was overheard arguing with children. Now, why would you argue with children instead of getting the parent? Well, and if it doesn't I, work with the parent, I don't know about that. Uh, some children are bad, and 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 you may argue with them. But one thing has nothing to do with the other. You if get the parent. Argue, you well, go and get the parent. Yeah, after you tell their little behinds off, then no, you get the no, no, no. This is where we part ways. I can't deal with this. Is these children? They're her children. They're his children. Let me get the parent and talk with the parent. If that doesn't work, then I call the police if they're on my property. But there's no saying that the children weren't on her property, right? So but... go in the house and mind your business. And then to take the iPad from the, the yeah, whole, the that was extreme. Yeah. As if you don't know it's theirs. <laughs> like, right. Come on. Man. That's yeah. right. And and so, the, and the thing so this is, this is what I mean to say. This she, is stand your ground law, because she was inside her house with the door locked. She could have gone in a in a room in her house in the basement, called the police, and let them handle it. That's all she should have done. But to shoot and kill the woman in front of her children. Yeah, just, just give kids for her to do that and for her adult. to Be an shoot adult. that woman in front of her children was the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. No different from the man shooting the little boy knocking at his door. This this is what uh, is happening now because of fear. They fear uh, these black people and so uh, they're just going to shoot them. Fear and hatred is a dangerous mix. Always has been, especially in this country, when it comes to violence. So, yeah, so I'm not our, surprised. You know, I hate to say the usual. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Miss Owen's family, but but they do, and to yeah. her children who feel that it's their fault. It's not their fault that somebody yeah, shot their and, mother. And, and Stacy, I, I want to know like what happens after this because. You know, most of us know black folks have a long tradition of what we used to call taking them in. Who's going to be the one? There's going to be an uncle, an aunt, a grandma, grandmother who takes on, you know, the, the custody of these children and has to raise them mm -hmm. and also deal with the trauma uh, mm -hmm. that those kids experience. Like, it, it's going to be really hard to get, you know, a healthy childhood for these kids after yeah. dealing with something like that, that they're going to be reading about and reenacting in their mind and everything else forever. Forever. How does a child forever. logically work through that? Forever. It was a senseless um, death. It was, and she was only 35 years old. I mean, you start, I mean, in legal terms, you put a price tag on life. So you think about the years you have left the moments with your kids, all of that type of stuff that's been taken away because of a selfish and just a cowardly act. I mean, I, this is one of those things where we as people need to be a little bit more logical and less emotional. Even if this, to say that this woman were to shoot through a door, she was secured in her house and to shoot through the door at a mother. Another, another. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, the lack of humanity in this case is ridiculous. And I think there is an emboldenedness of of gun violence going on, especially domestically, 
where you know we can't even have disputes anymore without people going to to weapons and then going to you know and using lethal force, not even force, different of a hand to hand, whatever, but it's lethal force in these situations where you don't come back from death. So it's, it's really a shame. That's horrible. So I'm going to move on. Um, I don't know if you know, I'm going to share my screen. We're running out of time. Supreme Court justices file their financial disclosures. This article is from CNN.com. Supreme Court justices, Amy Con Coney Barrett, uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch were flown to Italy. Can you see that Justice Katanji Brown Jackson received a $1,200 congratulatory floral arrangement from Oprah Winfrey? Justice Sonia Sotomayor received nearly $150,000 in book royalties from her publisher. These, they say, are a few things detailed in the annual financial disclosure forms released today by seven well, members of the like Supreme the Court. Yeah, I was going to say flowers. About extravagant trip from billionaires who want policy enacted and want votes to go a certain way. The other thing was a publishing deal that you're legally entitled to. Yeah, that I wrote a book. Whatever. And then the other one, uh, a flower arrangement. Some flowers. Mm -hmm. That's nowhere near uh, Clarence Thomas and, and no, and, and, and fact, I guess is the best way to say it. So it's, yeah. it's it's interesting. Shout out to the handmaiden up there as well, Amy Coden Barrett. How much and is this? For those who never looked into her, look up. Why do you call her the handmaiden? I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs> so wait, let me read this. It says though though most of the justices released their twenty. 22 forms today, conservative justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito were given extensions to release their, their to release theirs according to the Administrative Office of the United States Courts. What'd you, say the, to what'd you say the price of that floral <laughs> arrangement was? Uh, $1,200. If you, I'll go back on the screen. It shows $1, you twelve hundred dollars. Don't, don't waste your time that with a, that. That was a lot of flowers. There it is, yeah. right there. I, I I've never know seen anything like that. You never seen anything like that? What if I told you Harmon paid for Clarence Thomas's childhood home and allowed his mother to live there rent free uh, until the day that she dies, and he also sponsored worldwide trips on his super yacht. And also made sure Clarence got a certain amount of cash that he never disclosed until this year. What would you and say? Also Sounds paid for his boy to go to school. Sounds like he likes exactly. black people. <laughs> Sounds like he likes All right, black so people. let me share. Um, while we were well, maybe he's while we were talking, uh, we got comments. Somebody said premeditated charge. Uh, you gotta love YouTube said since she must have already had the gun when she opened the door and she never opened uh, the door. How threatened could she have felt from behind the door? Right. And the victim's mother said she went up to the door empty-handed, just so by herself alone with her children. Child. That's not a weapon. Okay, by we herself with her children is not a weapon. We already established that it was uh definitely a murder case. Okay. 
Yeah, but so let's I, move on. This goes to show you, though, everybody needs to be careful. It's like even simple things like having a conversation with your neighbor can end yeah. up deadly in this society. Oh. So it's a, Exactly. Road rage is on the rise. Like people are pulling guns on people in traffic. And a few, there have been some cases lately of people actually shooting at somebody in traffic. Like the anger and pressure that people are feeling, not only from inflation and everything else, dealing with the pandemic two, two years ago and all the fallout from that. People are really like on edge and it's manifesting in the most American way. Uh, What did that man say? Violence is American as apple pie. Hey. Well, All right, so let's move on. We're almost out of time. There's um, a way to deal with it. There is a way to deal with it. Um, tonight in Iowa, there will be two. Um, let me share the screen. There will be two added people to the. U.S. presidential race, GOP field widens as Mike Pence and Chris Christie join the race to run for president of the United States. He's going to, former Vice President Mike Pence is set to field questions from Iowa voters in a CNN town hall this evening. And then I want to talk about the horrible, horrible wildfires. There are wildfires going on in Nova Scotia in which the uh, smoke is just going down into eastern United States. I've seen it here in the Philadelphia area to the point that um, some Broadway has been um, postponed. Some sporting events have been postponed. Um it's horrible what's happening with these wildfires. I can't even say it correctly. Flights have been delayed in different cities as the smoke chokes, literally chokes some Americans. Uh, all right, so let's go to our, we're out of time. Let's go to our roundtable discussion. And what we're going to talk about tonight. Wait, we're going before to start- we go to roundtable, I just wanted to ask one question about why does this billionaire keep giving Clarence Thomas money? What does Keith think? Probably for the same reason that George Soros gives people money, the surgeon people. Ooh. And uh, nobody wants to report it. You don't want to talk about it, but that's... What, what do you mean report it? It's called, it's called a foundation. You apply yeah. for a grant. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. It's, it's okay. like, open, like you can look so up problem? money from Soros, and we didn't. So what's your problem? No, the, you didn't answer the question, though, Keith. You didn't answer the question. question. You threw out a BS non-answer, and I answered your non-answer. Now, will you answer his original question? <laughs> well, his original question was, why does George Soros, I'm, I'm sorry, not George Soros, why does, uh, you, you know, why is Clarence Thomas getting all this money uh, from whoever it is is giving him? You didn't mention who was giving his money. Giving yes, them all. Ah, so you so just what? needed the name, and then you would have given us an answer, right? Well, I mean, I'm just wondering. You, you're you saying shut that, your mic off. For the you're rest saying of the that getting all this money, Jeez, man. This well, is why healthcare. This is why we need healthcare. This is why you need Obamacare. What is your? Uh, so what is Todd? Yeah. You- all right, we're not going to ask Todd. We're out of time. I got to do roundtable. I'm sorry. We're going to move need on. Steven. You need Steven. Well, 
You need okay, to so we have, well, we we have comments, right now and we, 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 we have comments from uh viewers who are saying Keith sounds disappointed, lol, and true. So we're this gonna do our round table. Uh, it is LGBTQ this is Keith's can, favorite can, month. Keith, you this can throw yours in. Yeah, we'll do your round table. We're gonna start with we're gonna start with Keith, then then Aguna, then cousin Todd. You can say whatever it is you want to say about uh, celebrating LGBTQ month. Oh, hold on. Let me uh, get my popcorn. Let me get the popcorn ready Keith. for this one. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, Keith. Let's hear it. Pride month. What you LGBTQ. Got? Before I do that, I want to just say to the person oh, who said man. I sound disappointed, they're absolutely right. I'm disappointed because we have a Republican on this show who doesn't seem to do anything but attack Republicans. Kind of yeah, remind you call holding them accountable. And, uh, that. You hold, you hold, you hold. Hello, it's my turn. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I am disappointed in the Republicans who attack Republicans constantly and say nothing bad about Democrats. I mean, I, I find that very, uh, I don't know what I find it. It's kind of weird. So, so the anyway, uh, they remind me of the ladies on The View. The ladies on The View do nothing but attack Republicans, uh, you know, like uh, Mike Pence and Chris Christie and all these people. Oh, and, uh, okay, so excuse me. Excuse oh, me. Excuse me. We're running out of time. You guys, you only have. We're going to talk about Pride Month. You're not getting off of the hook here, Keith. You only talk have about 10 Pride seconds. Month. So wait a minute. Yeah. Keith, Keith, yeah. Keith, Keith. If you look at right. the comment on the screen, it says, the the viewer explain what they meant. It says disappointed uh, that the white woman sounds guilty. Oh yeah, well, well no. What do you mean? Uh, I um, okay. I, you do I want somebody to go to prison for the rest of their lives and for making a mistake? Uh, you know they let all kinds of criminals out because of the uh, out of jail. They uh, they have no bail uh, systems here in uh, Los Angeles and New York. So I. <laughs> You know, okay, what do you what are you upset about? Your, I, I think, think that, um, it's good to rejoice because a person takes a life. So, no, I, I don't think that um, to the person who wrote that, I don't think it's good to take a human life unless you have to in self-defense. That was not okay. a legitimate self-defense. Okay, so thank you. Stop yeah. it there. Now go on with your LGBTQ, Keith. Well, the LGBTQ, got five seconds. And I understand. Some people are, you know, they're going to attack me for this, just like everything else, because they don't have any uh, wisdom or understanding. But here it is in the LGBT. They are attacking our kids. And we need to stand fast because the Lord will deal with those who are attacking kids. And they are going to uh, receive quite a, 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 an astonishing punishment when the day comes. So they How are they attacking kids? Well, Keith is talking about this article, which I'm showing. It says L L Los Angeles United School District unanimously passes resolution to encourage LGBTQ education for all schools. And this was written 18 hours ago today. Um, is that what you're referring to? Keith? That is exactly what I'm referring to. And they will pay a price for it. It says the Los Angeles Unified School District Board of Education unanimously approved a resolution yesterday encouraging all district schools to incorporate lessons on the LGBTQ plus community into their curriculum. All right. Where Thank you. Was... Thank you, Keith. Yeah. And I just Thank wanted you. to say, I, I don't know in history, I don't, I don't know where they're going to get. The, they have to change the history. They're changing the history. They're going after kids. 
And uh, you guys okay. should be appalled at that. Uh, Aguna, Thank you. Be appalled. Nice. Yeah. So, so the last story that you brought up uh, talked about the, the the bad air that people are dealing with on the East Coast. Uh, the Yankees and the Phillies had to postpone games tonight just because the air quality was so bad. There's a lot of New Yorkers on social media talking about they were wearing masks when they were outside and right. basically they were doing that just to walk their pets and then go back inside because the air quality is so bad. This kind of leads you to the discussion of climate change and how this is not only real, but areas that you're not even involved in as far as you know being a citizen can actually affect you because climate change has a global effect and that domino effect will hurt you. So an area that has been the temperature raised in one area where they have a mild winter and that leads to more kindling and more harsh fires, you get an outcome like this. But this is not a country that you can affect policy on because it's another country. It's Canada. But because of global warming and climate change, and I know people don't say global warming anymore, but climate change in general, these are going to be the effects of things that happen to us. We're going to see this. We saw the algae and all that other stuff uh, on the shores in Florida down there. They got this huge influx of this, this algae that's all over the beach and it can make people sick and everything else. They got to figure out a way to deal with that. But DeSantis is, you know, he's not governing. He's on TV talking about woke. That is the real. And as far as LGBTQ, uh, shout out to the great James Baldwin. Uh, his most famous book, The Fire Next Time, uh, I think is really appropriate uh, for people to read right now. Uh, I would definitely check that out. Go to YouTube, watch some of his lectures, watch his debate with William Buckley. Uh, just, you know, lean into the brilliance of the great James Ball. Thank you. Aguna. Yeah, I mean, so this, I don't want to be perfectly honest with this LGBTQ curriculum in schools. I, you know, I'm not okay with that as a parent. I, I think we should have an option, you know. Again, I don't. I, again, I don't think that the school the school should offer. I mean, at certain ages, I'm looking at certain ages. Elementary school, depending on the nuances of what this California law, but I do think the parents should have an option to opt in or out when it comes to those conversations. Because the the reality of it is this: society has these. You know, our kids are learning from YouTube and learning from all different social media networks. So there needs to be something in the school to help kind of educate. But at the same time, the parents should also have a say in that. Right. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, hey, we should ban books, burn books and all this other stuff. I should the parents should be deeply involved with what's being taught. And again, I, this is not the same as some of this <laughs> CRT and all this other stuff. I would feel the same way if it came to sex education for um, elementary school. You know, that it, it's still something that as a parent, I would want some say in it. Uh, so that being said, if the LGBTQ community wants to have a month where they recognize or they have a pride month, hey, look, hey, go ahead, you know, do your thing. I'm not okay, against people you. expressing themselves. But yeah, when it comes to things that impact me and my personal family, I do think I should have a say in those type of things. Laguna, um, there's hope for you. I really like that. Thank cut, you. Laguna. Cut it out, Keith. No, Laguna, it, it, answer. The problem becomes that constitution you love so much, Keith. How do you actually stop them from doing this? Right. I don't think the government should come in and hear that. Well, anyway. All right. Thank you, Cousin Todd. Okay. Uh, two things. I want to first say 
this uh, thing that Keith always says, you know, that Stephen's friend, boyfriend, Stephen and Keith say that, <clears throat> and it's amazing that white Republicans call Mexicans the invaders. And if you are white living in America, then you are the invader, not the Mexicans. No, they're here legally. So, that being said, um, America didn't look like this when they got here and killed the people who lived here out. The Mexicans aren't killing the people who live here out. They're still like alive. The, they're still alive. So but, anyway, I'm... But just uh, to clarify, it's not necessarily Mexicans that are coming here. Mexicans come here, come and go from the United States all the time. It's like Nicaraguans and things. And they're not, and to correct Keith, is not if migration is not illegal immigration. Right? You can come here and request asylum. That is nothing illegal about that. So you're saying illegal immigration. You're using two different terms that aren't the same. That's right. I can come and, here and get right, myself. We're out of time. You, this and is the time name time. calling. Todd, finish up. The name calling invaders. That's a, a name that uh, Republicans made up to make you other, other than. So okay, and then the LGBTQ. That's fine that Aguna wants to be involved in their children's education. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's smart. But uh, have you been involved in their education other than now about this particular topic? I, I am definitely Of course involved. you have, but I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not talking about you specifically. Especially but, when they try to teach them that Pocahontas was an Indian queen that did all this other stuff. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely involved in okay. telling the true story. Um, but yeah, I digress. That's right. And now, don't you try to stop the Disneyfication of Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> and now, all, let me also say, oh, we're done. We're out okay. of time. You guys going on like we got all night? Hey, are we going on, or are they? Fifteen minutes and asked us the question five times to start the. Who are you referring to, Nas? Oh, uh, that would be Keith. Uh, so ages. We, have to, we have to respect our elders in their um, sometimes um, senility on the show. We got to make sure <laughs> we can accommodate their disabilities. Just remember that when okay. you vote for president, okay? Remember when you vote for Biden. All right, Nas. I'm just saying we're accommodating your disability, Keith. Well, remember that when you vote for Biden, okay, Nas? And, All right, uh, Todd. We're out of time. What is so gonna vote for to Give me I a want you to say what your final thing of what you're gonna say, and then vote for an 82 year old guy because but we why have would I say him. that when you wouldn't be able to hear me? Go ahead, <laughs> you can hear you now. Okay, goody. So, uh, the curriculum is just acceptance, that's what they're going to teach in school. That some children have two mothers, and some people have two fathers, some people have one mother, some people have one father. That's what the curriculum is. So I don't want um, Aguna's strong message to uh, lead people to believe they're teaching and 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 Keith's uh, crazy notion that they're killing the children and all that kind of nonsense. They're simply teaching. This is what happens uh, when people love each other. They raise families. That's all. Well, and it could be two so, mothers, so what about fathers. Like what about the drag queens reading the books? All right, thank you. We're out of time. What about that? What about that? Hey. First responders in our communities, you make our lives livable. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the women and men of the U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose to say on the show. We are forever (laughs) indebted. On behalf of who? Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican. That's right. Republican, Keith, you don't label me. I can be who I want to be and vote for who I want to vote for. And you can't tell me what to do. The constitutional conservative. Not fiscal, though. Steven. Oh, is this Steven? Oh, no, no, no. That's not Steven. No, man. <laughs> Yo, no, no. That's not A. Hey, we needed Steven. Keep that's it. Steven, the independent thinker. And thank Steven. you, Nas, for joining us. I'm Stacey Johnson. Keep this conversation going on Twitter. And guess what? Check us out on Instagram. I'm posting some of the great, great things that everyone has to say, the videos. So check us out on Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Good night. God bless America. Yeah, so, so quick question. To the Celebrate Pride Month. With, with all of the precedents set from like civil rights movement and every other case where some group feels marginalized, how the hell are y'all going to stop whatever? Like, I don't understand the argument that's going to stop this. I understand the outrage of people being upset about this thing in California, but I don't understand legally how y'all win with the Constitution that Keith loves so much in place. Because it's against nature and nature's God. Yes. Yes. Hey, The Constitution is grounded in that and natural. All right. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. You're great.